Welcome to the X Podcast. We are so glad to have you for another episode. Around the table, I have two very good friends with me. I have I John you're, Russell. I thought you were going to say very good looking men. I have two yeah. very good looking men, um, and one of them is Russ, John Russ. John Russell. Can I call you John Russ? John Russell. You don't like that. John Russell. I don't like John. You don't like John. I don't mind John Russell. You don't like John or Russ or Russell. Okay. Just not John or John Russ. Okay. Not John or John Russell. Yeah. Jr. Of me. How about a Jr. Jr. is kind of cool. Jr. Jr. I kind of like that. Jrm. Germ. Germ. No. 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 Just Jr. You're Jr. What about Russell Sprouse? No. That's, no, that's not, not Rushmore. No, nope. And we have not Zachary Brown. Mania. Zachary Brown. Band. Russell Love Muscle. Zach Brown. Oh my band. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Mania. Oh, we have we, <laughs> Russell Mania. Oh my gosh. Who was your favorite uh, WWE wrestler growing up? I know mm. you had one. A hundred percent Macho Man Randy Savage, followed by Sting. Uh, okay. Those are two good ones. I like yeah. Macho Man. I, like, I, I love I when like, Sting went to the dark side and painted his face like the crow. All in black and white. Mm-hmm. That was the coolest moment. See, I was a little bit before that, and it was just hard. It was back in the fifties. It was yeah, fifties. It was it was really hard not to love Hulk Hogan. Oh my! Oh. He was just the legend. Hulkamania. Like, Hulkamania. It was, like, and that was like when I was watching. Remember that one time was, you got really into no, I don't. Your message, no, here it goes again. Here it goes again. Everybody's cheering you. Go. Here we go. <laughs> no, I think you're the only one that's actually ever done <laughs> that actually when done preaching. That. Um, I'm not gonna like <laughs> confession. When I was watching the Super Bowl. Uh, the Rock did this whole like introduction oh, yeah. thing. It wasn't really an introduc- um, introduction uh, speech. It was Super an Bowl. introduction of his bicep. <laughs> Whatever it was. You talk about and a guy who pumped iron for about 20 minutes and then held a microphone down like you were watching this. <laughs> like this. So you could, everybody would look at it. I, he couldn't even Finally, get the, he could, the Rock yeah. has come back and he's to like, SoFi Stadium. He's like trying to get his microphone Whatever, around to his mouth and he can't because of it's got to show his bicep. I don't care what yeah. it was. Whatever it was, Ridiculous. it was the most incredible part it of the was. Super Bowl, oh my And gosh. I was ready to go run through a brick wall after he was done. Really? Oh, I got. I was telling him. Guys, I, was, I got you chills. Guys have a bromance. The for days him. before just, Super Bowl, the Rock is was, incredible. You I, don't like the Rock? I like the Rock. I'm just not You're in love with jealous. the Rock. So um, the Rock is pretty cool. Days before the Super Bowl, he was posting <laughs> clips so of him going out on the field and practicing, and I got yeah. chills then. Did you? That yeah. was my favorite part yeah. of Super Bowl. I couldn't get past his biceps and his purple outfit. I mean, his maroon outfit was dope. I couldn't get past his biceps and maroon outfit. It was see, I liked his shoes. I don't know what those. I didn't notice the shoes. He also had a really tiny waist, big biceps, tiny waist. Wow. What what else do you want to say? (laughs) You seem really excited about (laughs) this. What what else about waist? What else did you? I I just move on from okay. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, so Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Sting, Macho, Macho Man. Macho well, Man. But, but when, when Sting, remember the Macho, British, and Hogan um, were all together. You guys remember the British Bulldog? Or remember remember mm-hmm. the SWO, the Wolf Pack formed? Don't turn your back on the Wolf Pack. Oh, you might wind up gosh. in a body bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember? Please. What is we, going please on? No. I feel like this must have been <laughs> WrestleMania in like 1998. It was probably close. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like a decade older, so it would have mm-hmm. been late 80s. And now you don't remember... Um, um, British the Bulldog. No. He came in with the Bulldog. Oh, like he had a, do you remember what was the uh, one of my other kind of I wasn't favorites to watch that, that was just because he was quite one of the growing up? Oh, WWF when w- I was watching. Yeah. Um, you weren't allowed what, to watch it. Oh no, it was just a little house in the prairie. Yeah, that makes oh sense. My gosh, no, for real. Um, well, I really liked. Um, oh shoot, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Was he the one with the four? By, oh, with the two I by four? That, yeah, you remember with the two by four? Yeah, you, that came but, in. So uh, it was like the good guys. I like the good guys. You know guys. who he reminds me of? It's not. That's not the same as uh, Diamond Dallas Page, is it? No. Remember DDP? Not. DDP is different. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bam. Yeah. DDP. But I like <laughs> no Macho Man. Way too oh, many of I know. Oh. I'm sorry. Diamond so Dallas Page. I loved him. I loved mm. DDP. I don't. I don't. Do you play the was, video games? Okay, we've lost. Oh yeah, we have anybody. Sorry for anybody that is still and here. We're going to talk about some less real about things. this. Yes. Anyways, there's been a lot going on in our world lately. <laughs> that's been a little crazy. As we record this, we have heightened um, uh, tensions mm-hmm. with Russia and oh, Ukraine continuing turn. to go. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just said that was. A sad. What did you say? That was a sharp, sharp turn. turn. Oh, yeah. It was a sharp turn. Yes, yes we went from WWE. <laughs> to it's the Russia same thing. Ukraine. We went from a fight in the ring to a fight, fight in the real in world, world. Yeah. Okay. and uh, go with, with Russia and Ukraine, and it does feel like it it's a tinderbox ready to be mm-hmm. lit any yeah. moment. And so I, I, was, I was thinking about here we are possibly. And this is crazy now because mm-hmm. I've been around for a few wars. You guys have been around to see some wars. Mm-hmm. Um I wasn't around really for Vietnam War. It was over before I was born. But, you know, Desert Storm and Desert Shield, and then that kind of moved into Afghanistan. Those are kind of been probably the biggest conflicts I can Retail. think really in our, lifetime. maybe our lifetime for the most part. Um, other than you were Korean War, right? You, the, no. Okay. And, no, I uh, didn't see that. Um, yeah. but, but just it's, it's fascinating, I think, today culturally, like how, how we see everything. And, and we're so, I feel like we're far more in tune. Like back when Desert Storm happened, mm-hmm. um, I was actually living in Germany at the time, but on, uh, with military. And mm-hmm. so, like, n- the way news came in was mm-hmm. just fascinating. And you'd hear about it in, like, you know, uh, an article that came out in the paper. I mean, this was, again, there wasn't really internet. So, you, you know, you're hearing all of those different things. And, it, and, and so you're kind of mm-hmm. learning about what's happening in the world from either a news broadcast or this. Today, there's just information everywhere, mm-hmm. any source that you want, anytime. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just wonder if the moment that we're staring at right now, what's it going to look like in five years? Yeah. yeah. What's it going to look like in 10 years? Are we on the verge of a massive war and not just one between two nations in Europe, but... Mm-hmm. Are we going to be drug into this? Are yeah. other European countries going to be drug into this? Are there you gonna... sent us a fascinating article about some predictions you have. I don't have any predictions. Stop. No, I did not. Okay. I sent you an article that was sent to me. Okay. About you know, is it possible that this is the um, setting the stage for the end times? So I don't know about all that. But there was a line, though, that was in that that I actually agree that, that talked about um, that the person who defines the terms kind of controls the board mm-hmm. and i tell you what i mean i know it's the game of politicians always and how you articulate things the and the how you paint the picture with words mm-hmm. but when putin finally dropped all pretense about mm-hmm. ukraine yeah. and gave his speech yeah the way that he so masterfully crafted what they're doing it's a peacekeeping force oh gosh we, yeah uh ukraine has never been a legitimate independent the way he crafted all of that i was just you like, were bought in this you are annoyingly um, articulate and persuasive. And, like, I don't even think he really believes that. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But just the way he painted that, I was like, okay, you just – you you created a different solar system than the rest of us are looking at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think about just even some of the wars that we fought in as a, as a nation. You know, you look at Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You could probably look at even some of you would say Afghanistan. There's yeah. some of the things that go mm-hmm. – Man, we end up on the other side of it sometimes with a lot of regret. Yeah, mm. There's been a lot of pain and a lot of this. And I, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I hope things don't escalate in, in, uh, on the border there of Russia or Ukraine. I, I just I don't, I don't want to see them be in a war. I don't want to see us be part of another war. It's like, don't you wish we could all get along? Yeah. yeah. And we don't. But maybe think about like this idea that 
I think all of us in our own personal lives, in a personal way, I think one of the things that, you know, we can, we're always standing kind of at a crossroads every day is a new crossroads. You have decisions to make, you have direction, you move. Mm -hmm. And I think um, this idea, it kind of was just fascinating to me is um, how do we get five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, depending on how old you are down the road Mm -hmm. and not look back with a lot of regret that I wish I hadn't done that. I wish yeah, I hadn't made that decision. I wish yeah. I hadn't invaded that, you know, situation. Yeah. I wish I hadn't gone into it. And so I, I thought maybe that's something that I, I think regret is such a, a powerful emotion. I think it's one yeah. of the most powerful emotions. Yeah. And I think the last thing any any of us want out of this life is to look back. And I think there's a lot of different ways that we look with regret. We look with regret and going, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. We can look back and go, I wish I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Things that we've said that we w- wish we could take back that mm-hmm. we can't pull back in yeah. um, there's so many different things and, and, and I thought maybe we could just talk a little bit about how how do we in today on today how do we navigate today so that we are not filled or we do not face regret tomorrow yeah how do we approach today and so I guess to kick it off I would love to know what is would you say probably one of your greatest regrets yeah. well, I'm, oh you're just gonna put me on the spot <laughs> top like three that. Top yeah, three. Just top three. Give us the Mount Rushmore regret. of your regrets. Make sure one of them's the one you haven't shared before. Probably. Yeah, one of them your wife doesn't even know. Okay. Yeah, that would be uh, awesome. No, there's lots breaking of regrets. news. What if I had kept playing football? And not wait, okay, so that's a regret, like as what could have been. Yes. Okay. Could have been. Hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. There's, of course, I can look back at moments with finances or grades or what. Hmm. So here's, I actually had an opportunity grades. to uh, go into. I don't know if I've shared this story. Um, so I was getting recruited to play football uh, at West Point uh, Military Academy. Mm, and I actually. In the Army! Yes, I actually had an opportunity. I sought a nomination from the senator in the state of Ohio. I actually earned the nomination from the senator and had an opportunity to go um, play football at uh, West Point. Oh, and wow. right before I was going to go, I, I mean, I was going to do all the paperwork and commit and do all the things. They. The football coaches told me, well, you're going to come in and you're not going to be one of our key guys, kind of more of a walk-on situation. I was like, eh, I don't want to go do that. And so I ended up saying no. And I'm like, what would my life have looked like if I had chosen to go four years at West Point and spend that time? That's a big Your hair would be shorter. Yeah. I might still be in the military. I wouldn't be serving in the church. One so of one of your greatest regrets is not going into the military. How no. about you? What would you say? No, I, I think you two is. need to share about yeah. your greatest regrets. No regrets. No, no regrets. No, no I regrets, have a tattoo baby. that says no regrets. No regrets. Um, no regrets. Uh, I might get there. Let me say this. I think it's weird when people say they don't have regrets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, I don't, that's, but that's I think for the most sentiment. part, I understand what you guys are saying. I, I'm just kidding. You know what? No, that's not true. I, I actually, share about them all the time. What are you talking about? I actually, I had this thought this morning, yeah. or whenever we were talking about this topic. I was, just, I looked at you, and in, in a not in an annoying way, don't be offended, but in an annoyed slash inspired way, I was like, I, I bet that, I bet Pastor does not have any regrets. Oh, I do. Because I, I feel like you just live such this disciplined, exemplary life, mm. like your whole life. You've just been, I don't know. No. I, just, I feel like you probably have very few regrets. I do have some. Um, I, I I mean I think we all have regrets in every arena of life. I think right. we're going to look at it and go professionally. I have that makes some me feel better. I don't oh, know. Like you oh, oh, I got I got plenty. I, I've got investing regrets. Deepest, I tell them all the time. My deepest regrets I mean, would always be re- would be regrets of um, conscience, probably. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel like I violate my conscience or something mm-hmm. moral or like yeah. those would, those would be mine. Yeah. And I just and I think I mean this sounds really cliche, but I, I do think 
for anybody that says they don't have regrets, mm. I think I think it's good to point out there's a difference between having regrets and regrets having you. Mm. Like you shouldn't live a life of regret. Right. But mm. to say that you don't regret, I mean that's like yeah. I mean, like if I hurt someone and say yeah. I don't, no regrets. No regrets. Yeah, exactly. No, I regret anytime I've hurt someone. I regret. I regret anytime I've made an unwise choice. Yeah. I, I regret those. I'm not going to live in regret, but. If I don't regret it, that would show that I have no remorse, no growth, no wisdom, no. Yeah. You know, I do think it's interesting what you said, though, about, uh, you know, coming from the place of war, because when you talk about usually one side eventually is going to regret something they did. It's all, it's, war, in many ways, is almost like chess. Mm -hmm. you, you, we you, both love chess, so we, you're asking. We do. You're, yeah. you're making calculate, you know, calculated risk and strategic hoping mm -hmm. something might hoping that this outcome yeah. will produce that outcome and this yeah. will produce that. So in many ways, life, war, and chess is all a game of, of wisdom yeah. and choices. It is. I, 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 think, I think when I think about, yes, we all have regrets. I mean, you know, I'm with you. Like, I can think of people that – I think I have leadership regrets. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can think back even just in the journey of the history of our church, some of the decisions that I've made. I'm like, gosh, mm. that was so dumb. Or you know what I mean? Like if I, it's the whole you say to yourself, if I could go back and do it oh, over yeah. again, I would do oh. it so differently. There's so many things. Right. Relation. I mean, again, but I'm with you. I don't live with right. constant regret. I yeah. think I think here's I think when it comes to not living, let's just address that for a moment. Not living with uh, constant regret. I think you'll always live with constant regret until you face your regret. Mm -hmm. I do think you have That's to good. face it. I think the reason why I don't, and it doesn't mean that I've repaired every relationship that I feel like I maybe did something that, you mm -hmm. know, that started, but I do feel like I've addressed That's good. most, if not all, I'm just trying to think in my head, but you know what I mean? Where like situations where it's like, okay, I went back to try to either a apologize, resolve, even if there's no relationship. Right. I, I think where we end up living with regret is we don't go back and face mm. Which maybe relationally that's, that's it, but even professionally, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you just move on professionally and you learn yeah. from it. But maybe, yeah. maybe even financially, I mean, there's there's some things I can't really go back and face some of those. But hopefully, I can learn from them. So maybe or, that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know. Not to get us on a tangent, but maybe you don't live in regret by facing it or by fixing it. Yeah. One, one of the ways you move from the past is you stop dragging the past with you yeah. in their current patterns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's easier to forgive yourself once that's no longer a thing in your life good right yeah but yeah well I, I think about the idea of i mean if you constantly run into the same relational pattern and you you keep you're going to face that same regret over and over yeah so if you do not learn and fix yeah the you the how it operates whatever you're going to repeat it again mm -hmm. so you're just going to experience the pain of regret over and over again yeah yeah i mean i think that's i think that's a reality so i guess in the ideal when it comes to like regret and dealing with it and facing it how do we let, let's talk for a second because i don't think any of us want to get to uh you know down the road another 10 years 20 years and go boy i wish i mean one that I can, it's not regret. Let me let me say this. I, there's not a lot of regret in regards to family and children and kids, like not them, but there's moments that I feel like I've missed because I was probably so invested in ministry or things yeah. like that, that I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, you kind of look back on those and they grow up mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you kind of go, wow, I missed, I, I didn't miss a lot. I was there. So I don't have a lot of regret in that category. But I think the emotion of mm -hmm. that, I think, is something that is identifiable, yeah. which is to get to a point where things have changed, they're different mm -hmm. now, and you look back and go, I wish I had not taken that for person as much for granted. I wish I'd seen how much they really meant to me and impacted me, and I treated right. them a little better. I wish that, you know. Yeah. And so I guess the question is, how do we avoid tomorrow's regrets? 
That to me is, I think, the question. If we can, not say get a formula, but if we can process that and how do I avoid tomorrow's regrets, I think it could actually save us a lot of pain in life. Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to avoiding tomorrow's regrets, the, the first question you have to ask yourself is, uh, before you make decisions, who are you having conversations with that can maybe help you avoid mm-hmm. some of the mistakes that you make? Yeah. You know, so I think about the verse in Scripture where it says, that wisdom comes in the multitude of counselors. Mm -hmm. And so how many times do we rush into a decision or make a decision that we eventually regret where we could have potentially avoided that Mm -hmm. if we had just taken the time to have a conversation with people? Mm -hmm. And so I think the question is, is, I mean, for me, I'm I'm younger. I'm still, there's still a lot of life that I'm still trying to figure out to parse together. Mm -hmm. And so I always ask myself, who, who do I need to have a conversation with? Who do I trust who has gone before me that maybe I can pick their brain, I can ask mm-hmm. a question, I can seek a perspective that maybe mm-hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. that yeah. could potentially help me mm-hmm. from making a decision that I would end up re- regretting. Yeah. Not that I'm going to be perfect or not that I'm always going to choose the right thing, but I think it starts with having being willing to have conversations. Yeah. And mm-hmm. pride can get in the way of that. Yeah, yeah and I agree. So being willing to like to just say, "Hey, I don't have all the answers." Yeah. And because I don't have all the answers, I need to seek counsel. Yeah, that's good. I um, I was telling you the other day, I feel like airplanes are kind of like my second home. Yeah. And it's interesting, and, um, you know, when you're about to fly up, the pilot, if, if they're a communicative pilot, will usually say, hey, like, we got clear skies for a while. We expect a couple chops here and there, maybe a little turbulence, or he'll, he'll tell you. And the way that they know that is yes, they have radars, they have weather patterns, but actually the way that they know how choppy the air is is from the planes that are going in front of them. Mm. And yeah. it, it, it reminded me of, um, I know you, you always make fun of me for remembering these random things, but like 15 years ago or so, I read a book by Donald Miller on fatherlessness. It's called Father Fiction. And, one, and it's talking about how to integrate wisdom into your life as a young man. And one of the chapters was called Choppy Air. And he said the power of wisdom is you get people that can tell you where to look out for choppy air. Yeah. Because mm. they've already gone. Yeah. It's mm. not it's not that they're better than you. They've just they're up ahead so they can tell you, hey, steer clear here. Go west here. Go I south think to, here. I think though, you know what's interesting? I, th- I mean, I think we have no shortage today, as connected as we are, of learning from other people's mm-hmm. mistakes and other yeah. people's experience. But let's also be honest, in general, do we do that? No. Are, are we really good at it? Or are we bad at it? Because this? I think there's, yeah. we, I think we all probably have heard that. Hey, learn from someone else's mistakes. So you don't make them yourself. But I think we all know that. But I think maybe this is the difference between having the wisdom to, mm-hmm. in in situations or not. But I think we still do what we want to do rather than heeding the advice because most of the time mm-hmm. that advice that might save us from the pain is usually telling us to not do what we really what we want, want to, to do, do right. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I feel like. I'm with you. Like, we, we should learn, but what I mean, there are things that keep us mm-hmm. from doing that for some reason. Yeah. So, if it's, was it Toby Mac, DC Talk? Some people got to learn the hard way. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Is it weird that always pops my mind? No, it's so true. I think um, wisdom only, I mean, really, we're, we're talking about wisdom. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, okay, what pain are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the pain of, of uh, denying yourself the pleasure, or are you going to choose the later pain of regret? Mm-hmm. Part of life is choosing your no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is choosing what what pain do you want? Do you do you want the pain of discipline mm-hmm. and self denial, or do you want the pain of regret? What do, do you want the cheap 
temporary immediate satisfaction or I, I think I told you the other day for whatever reason one of the mottos mm -hmm. that's been in my mind over the last couple of months is I, I heard this from a Chad Veach leadership podcast is he said in general in life let's just be honest denial is almost always more satisfying than indulgence mm. yeah I think I did hear that, that recently and, and I don't no, know why but that's flesh that like out though because I don't think people really do think that but it's so true. I mean, Denial that, I mean, is more always, is more satisfying, more satisfying like, than than indulgence, than indulgence, than, indulgence. than, than buying, the, yes. saying no, and not buying yes. that thing that you have had your right. eye on for two weeks, but you right. want to, but you don't have the money, right. is more satisfying. Yes, it's. The, but you know why? Flesh that out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm so, just saying so, why. So. I'll just be really practical. In the month of November and December, I felt some of my disciplines be really out of whack. Mm -hmm. As far as sleep, diet, was eating whatever the heck I wanted to, mm -hmm. was not in the gym like I should be. What were you eating? Um, oh, I mean, just everything. What pizza and, and just mm -hmm. everything. Um, and then I went on a pretty radical, uh, I don't know, fast slash diet cleanse, whatever, for uh, about 30 days. Where for 30 days, I had no sugar, um, no meat. Um, no empty carbs. I mean, it was it was very it was plant based with some fish, and I worked out like crazy during those days. Yeah, and I got up early, and I just and and, and honestly, I I mean, about five days into it, I was like, this feels way more yeah. satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now there's the momentary seconds of pleasure mm -hmm. of chocolate um, cake. Yes, of chocolate cake. Mm. But but then Ice when cream. you do allow yourself to indulge in a healthy Little way, Debbie's. that sounds that feels way better. But then your overall life. Feels more satisfying. Yeah. yeah. There is something. What was it? Andy Stanley says um, compromise doesn't resolve the tension. It just weakens your resolve. Mm -hmm. So when you compromise, the tension of of the temptation that you just did. Yeah. I know we're going off. Um, doesn't go away. No. You just weakened your resolve to say no next time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's something. There's actually something really satisfying about being able to deny yourself in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Not not that not not going against self care. Not going against uh, you know, rewarding yourself and mm -hmm. enjoying and having balance and enjoying all that. But in the ways, w w there's, let's say this way, when you say a no right now for a better yes later, yeah. you never have regret. I agree. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you can apply that too. Just, I mean, even just, you know, trying to eat healthy, mm -hmm. like you said, trying to lose weight, it's hard saying right. no mm -hmm. to some things that you crave in that moment. Mm -hmm. But you know what but it is? But then when you see results, yes. you're like, that outweighs a right. momentary that tasted really good mm -hmm. in that moment. And you have to keep telling yourself that yeah. because we are so tempted to the now. Mm -hmm. We're, I mean, I yeah. feel like temptation to do the now and to follow our emotions. Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about food now, but follow right. our appetites. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. we, we, and I just think as a whole, and I'm not trying to apply this on everybody, but I just think kind of as almost the standard in our culture mm -hmm. has been follow your heart. Mm -hmm. Do what it wants. Yeah. You deserve. Yeah. I deserve. Yeah. I deserve this now. Mm -hmm. Why should I have to wait? I mean, one of the big things I've seen financially is like uh, for, for you know the last 20 years is a generation growing up going, I deserve everything my parents have mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even well, though they've worked for 20 well, years. They want the grand they, but now. I, I want they it want now, now. And so I'm going to go into massive debt, which is, yeah. by the way, a massive regret. One yeah, day right. you wake up and you go, "Gosh, we're buried under this." Well, and yeah. part of it goes back to the, the question you asked. Sorry, is yeah. what I meant to is, is you said, "Okay, even if you know that there's going to be that pain, why do you still do it?" Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where it goes. M maybe a thought 
is that the driving force to make you apply wisdom is vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That if you don't have a compelling vision, you're not going to have the desire to apply the well, wisdom. Because it's kind of yeah. like, was it Dave Ramsey, the bottom page of, of every page in Total Money Makeover was this quote, live like, like no, no one, one else, else now, now so you can live like, like no one else, else later. Because the whole now thing, well, Levi Lusco in his book on sex and purity, he, his whole thing was, now screams louder, but later lasts longer. Mm-hmm. It is that constant battle of what am I choosing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, so you guys brought up a couple good examples when it comes to finances, uh, when it comes to like our diet and eating. But I think another one that's probably overlooked in our culture is relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so easy in our culture today to um, take advantage of each other. You know, I think sometimes, yeah. I think you were just preaching this past weekend that oftentimes it's the people we're closest to that we take yeah. for granted. That's uh, the most important relationships in our life tend to get the least amount of time. Yeah. And we think, we talk about regret. Man, I don't yeah. want to get to the end of my life and realize that there were some important relationships that I, because I took for granted or because there were other things I would rather be doing in the moment that yeah. maybe I enjoy, whether it's w- watching a football game or taking care of something. In the and not that those aren't productive things or not that they're not fine well, watching things. football is not productive, well, productive, but it's fun. It is if you're watching the Buckeyes. That's fine. Anyways. No, I, I agree. I mean, and I, I think that there's one of the things that I did say, and, and I actually, it was funny because um, I've had, I had a couple of people actually that, that were a little bit more, let me say, experienced in life that just came and kind of reiterated what I was saying was true because I'm kind of in that maybe middle zone and I'm thinking people are older than I am. And I, I just said, why is it that when you talk to a, a grandparent or a great grandparent or someone who's lived some life, that it seems like they don't care what they drive, they don't care what they wear, mm-hmm. they don't care what their house looks like, they don't right. care how dated it is, they don't care about any of that stuff. All they really care about is when their kids and grandkids are coming over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because I think it's taken pursuing mm-hmm. everything in life to get to a point where you realize mm-hmm. none of that stuff really matters. It's not the most important thing. Right. But we get lost in that trap of, mm-hmm. of thinking that's what's going to make us happy. And you get somebody that's a little bit further down the road, and they're saying, you know what? The only thing that makes you happy is is real relationships in your life, yeah, real connections. And yeah. and that's and that's that's where I try to I try to absorb that. Yeah. I think it's really hard it in is. my place in life because I'm still this. Uh, you know, it's like the thought of retirement to me scares me. Mm-hmm. The thought, of, like, I I just don't, I don't know that I could ever retire. Yeah. Like, it's just I'm so kind of like wired and driven to do and accomplish, yeah. and that's not always a good thing. But um, I I feel like that. That I know where I am in this place in life, but I also, I think now, mm-hmm. and I, I would just say this in the last couple years, and this is probably a sad indictment of the previous 20, but I'm just now in the last probably four years, five years, whatever, getting to a place where, and maybe it's because I'm reaching a certain age where I'm starting to kind of recognize and go, um, I really, I'm starting to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to pay attention to people who are 20 years older than I am. I would mm-hmm. pay attention to someone that I knew that just went through a massive surgery mm-hmm. that just never would go to the doctor, just kind of ignored things over and over and over until it got to the point where it was so bad that I had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And the recovery from the surgery is so hard and all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I don't want to end up in the hospital doing that. You know, but what's hard is that we, again, same yeah. thing with eating and everything else, we don't think about 20 years from now. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't live with 20 years in mind. No. 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. We live right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's even like retirement, like saving for retirement. 
Who mm. likes to save for retirement? That's awful. You put money away year after year, decade after decade that you never touched. Yep. But then when you meet some people or you get to know some people real close and they finally, maybe they were people you respected and you knew them when you were 20 and they were 40 and now they're at an age where they're retiring and you're going, oh, look at the life that, yeah. oh, they're, they're actually traveling and they're actually going on these trips and they're actually spending time here and they're actually doing, that looks like a lot of fun. I guess maybe I should save for retirement. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so I think they're, they're, I'm trying. I'm. I feel like I'm just now waking up right. yeah. to this perspective yeah. that I wish I had when I was 25. It's almost like yeah. a, what is it? Judah Smith and Justin Bieber. They got that. Oh yeah, better, better at 70. 70. Better at 70. But isn't the opposite true though? I mean, sometimes I think we say. How can both yeah, be true? Well, better at 70, or yeah. sometimes we say older is wiser, but that isn't always the case though. No, it's not always. I don't think wisdom always goes with age. I, I think when you find someone who's older who has applied wisdom to yep. their life it's often because they have taken their regrets and they've learned from them yeah. and i think that's a skill that is it's hard to define but it's also hard to do but if you can somehow find a way to learn from your regrets and apply that wisdom and knowledge to your life that can help you get to a place where you are better well i think 70. I, I let me let me just this is in my mind when I think about wisdom, because I think even the Bible kind of differentiates these two. There's a difference between information and wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now we live in an age of information, and there is no lack of information. Yeah. And so I feel like there's a whole idea like, oh, I, I think we sometimes think we're smarter than we really are because mm -hmm. we have access to a lot of information. Wikipedia. Anytime I need something, WebMD, I don't need to go see a doctor. I just yeah. look it up, and these symptoms, I think it's this, you know, and... So I think because of that a access to information, we are kind of deceiving ourselves mm -hmm. into thinking that we're wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a big difference to me. Wisdom to me is applying mm -hmm. information in your life. Mm -hmm. it, it, that, and I think that's, that's I think one thing that, that it's easy for us to do and it's hard to do is become self-aware mm -hmm. enough that we go, I have all of the answers around me available, mm -hmm. but if I don't actually apply that to my life, which means I might have to choose to do Financial Peace University, mm -hmm. and I'm going to have to say no, no to some things now, I'm going to have to cut up some credit cards, you know, in the world of finances, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say no to working all those extra hours, even though I think it would get me a promotion, because my kids are only going to be three and six years old, for, you know what I mean, and so I'm going to make yeah. sure that I'm not gone, or yeah. I could, I have an opportunity to take a job that is going to be incredible, but I'm going to have to pick up my family. We're going to move to another state. We're going to move away from grandma and grandpa. We're going to move away from our church, but they're going to pay me more money. What am I going to do? Right. And I, and I think we have never lived in a time where we have so much available to us, but wisdom is applying. I would say this. Wisdom is not just applying information to your life. Maybe we could say wisdom is applying the right information in your well, life. I heard, <laughs> it's, uh, it's applying the right. That's it's good. making the right mm. choice today. I heard uh one of the, to me, one of the simplest and best definitions of wisdom recently. Wisdom is the skill at living well. Mm. Mm. Like if you look at yeah. Proverbs, it teaches you how to live well. Yeah. Mm. So in an oversaturation of knowledge mm -hmm. where this world has all the information, there seems to be a famine mm. of wisdom on how to actually live well. Yeah, that's mm. so good. Because, good. And, and I love this other verse. Again, I know we're using a lot of verses from the Bible but Jesus even said this, wisdom is proved right by her children. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time for years, I'm like, what does that even mean? Well, at the end of the day, it's hmm. your choices you make today, you'll know through the next, not just even the next generation. That's yeah. just a, a metaphor. But you'll know down the road. You'll know by the fruit of the you, next You'll season. know by the fruit. Yeah. 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 What you sowed in this season, you'll know by the fruit of what comes out in the next. 
And so to me, that phrase has so much power because I think that there's mm. a lot of things so that people, yeah. I know, because I think, right. I think a lot of, what, what it is is that we make a lot of decisions today and we don't know which ones are wise and which are foolish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we will find out mm-hmm. by what comes from. It's like as a parent, it's one of the things I was talking about this past week. I kind of, again, I don't know when this po- episode's coming out, but I, I pushed in people's faces about just even the world of sports. It. I know you did. <laughs> I guarantee there were parents that did not. And I'm not an anti-sports, but I'm just saying if we do everything that everybody around us is doing, mm-hmm. okay, in the, at the, in the time, mm-hmm. it might feel, okay, oh, right. well, it's going to feel like, well, everybody's doing this, and we got our friends, and this, that's great. But what we don't know is what those, our family dynamic is going to look like 15 years from now. So when we go 24-7, 365, all in on my kid being a multi-sport athlete that they could be go professional in baseball and football, mm-hmm. and they're going to do year-round training, and when they're not doing football, they're doing baseball. When they're not doing baseball, they're doing football training. You know, and, 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 and I'm not saying that stuff is bad. I'm just saying when we do that at the cost right. of the family relationship, the mother and daughter, the sibling relationship, the community of faith relationship, when that happens at the cost of these things, We'll, you'll find out eventually. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to believe they're wrong. I'm just doing the best thing. I, and I, I think all of us are trying to do the best that we can. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that's the scary part about regret. That's the scary part about wisdom. We will find out 10 mm-hmm. or 20 years from now whether or not the decisions that we made in this season were, were the wise. Yeah. That's what's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. It is that's true. so true. You know, when I think about, you know, I've got young kids. I've got a five-year-old, four-year-old, and an eight-month-old. And, I remember my time as a youth pastor, there would be people who would come to me and they would say, hey, Zach, can you fix my kid? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'll say, yeah, I'll do what I can and right. we'll, we'll try to do that. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, the problem is, is that there wasn't patterns and things set in place when they were younger. I know we're using this example of parenting, but. Well, there know, may have been no discipline. No discipline. There may have been whatever. whatever now their kid's unruly. And but for me, you know, for my wife and I, we're looking at what we're doing and we're saying, how can we use wisdom now? What can we plant and sow now into our kids that we can see bear fruit in the next season of their life? And I just think what you just said is so true, that what you're planting now, the decisions you're making now are going, you're going to see if they're good or not based on the fruit that comes. Okay, so then let's just, let's, let's draw this to kind of something practical, applicable. Mm-hmm. What can we do today to find wisdom? Mm-hmm. Well, I what think, can we do today okay. to actually, what, and not guess wisdom, mm-hmm. not, what can we do to go, hey, in whatever arena, right. this is, I think, making the wisest decision today, yeah. even though you won't know the answer to that until uh, tomorrow. A few practical things. Number one, go back to vision. So a wise person will make choices that fall in line with um, the vision. Let me say it this way. I just want a practical term because I think some people listen to this go, man, I don't know how to get vision. Work backwards. Yeah, work backwards. Decide what do I want of my life. You can't predict every outcome, but in general, what direction do you want to see your life go? What kind of person do you want to become? What kind of things would you like to accomplish? Yeah. Work backwards. Based on yeah. that, what kind of person are you going to have to become? What choices are going to fuel that? Mm-hmm. Write out some. Write, write out five years from now. I'd be like, I'd like to be like this as a person and be doing this. 
Mm-hmm. Well, then what choices would fuel that? What is it? Andy Stanley says, wisdom is asking the question, in light of my past experiences my and in light of my future hopes and dreams, dreams what is the wise thing to do? Yeah. A wise person will ask a lot of good questions. And it sounds so stupid, insultingly simple, but one of the wise things that a wise person does is ask the question in moments, what's the wise, wise thing, thing to do? To do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just asking I the love, question by is the like, way, a good question. By the way, I would just, just to jump in on that. Andy Stanley, I don't even know if the series and stuff about his stuff on that, I think, is oh, some so of the good. best. It's so good. I love that question yeah. because all the, uh, I think often in our culture we're asking, is this right or is this wrong? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I want to do? But if we pause in every decision, big mm-hmm. little bit, we say, is this the wise thing to do? It mm-hmm. causes us to yeah. really ask that question, Where what's the wise answer? And a wise person will ask wise questions. I mean, even if you— Yeah, even, that's it. Like, ask wise questions. Yeah. Uh, like, I heard I heard Craig, Craig Shell say this, like, three years ago, and it's so stupidly simple, but sometimes this helps me as a leader, is he says, um, he said, a great question to ask yourself, as simple as it sounds, is in a really complicated uh, work situation or leadership situation, ask yourself, in this moment, what would a great leader do? Mm. Mm. Put yourself in their shoes, and I'm just right? Like, oh, like that immediately infuses mm-hmm. a framework from which I'm going to be, begin to operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, uh, I mean, uh, we, we were talking about this off, offline, but another thing that wise people do is wise people seek out wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So find wise people. Read books by wise people mm-hmm. that are further along in whatever area of it is. Proverbs, even if you're not a person of faith, read Proverbs and yeah. your business will flourish mm-hmm. and your relationships will flourish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seek get out wisdom, wisdom at all costs, any by, cost. And, and the Bible says that a comp- the, the person who associates with the wise will become wise. Yep. person yeah. who associates with fools become fools. If you hang out with foolish people, you will not become wise, you'll become foolish. Mm-hmm. So find people of wisdom. Find people mm-hmm. who have integrity and who have... Uh, healthy mindsets, who mm-hmm. use discretion, and surround you. You cannot help but become more and more like the people you're around. Mm-hmm. So do that with the people that you surround yourself with in relationship with, and then find ways with, I mean, even if you're not a reader, I, I, I still think the leaders are readers, but if you're not a reader, podcast, whatever it is, How about the information wise people wise are people. readers. No, I like that. Let's not Read just you. say leaders are. Wise, wise, wise people are, are so I want to encapsulate like some of the things that you said, and if you got any thoughts to add, because yeah, I, do. I don't feel like I need to add to it, because I no. think, but I want to like, okay, I, you said a bunch of different things, and they were all great, and I want to I want to mention them. Um, this is practical. So, again, wisdom is about applying this. Mm-hmm. So, a conversation like this, if you're listening in, I mean, that's great, mm-hmm. but whatever area where you have those questions, whether it's your finances, your children, parenting, whether it's your professional, whether it's your marriage or dating or relationship, or, you know, whether it's saving for retirement, whatever, you know, I think one of the first things is, is start with the end in, in mind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, you got little kids, you guys have little kids, mm-hmm. you have little kids, you have a little Russell Sprout, no Russell Sprouts, that's what we call them. Russell we have when you have kids, Russell, Russell, Russell Sprouts. One day. But I think, I think Wedge, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was Brandon Red Wedge's thing. Uh-huh. I love it, Russell Sprouts. Um, but you know, one of the things to ask is, hey, when my kids are grown mm-hmm. and moving out of the house, like pick a season of your life, grown and move, because I'm in that season where mm-hmm. one's moved out, the other one's going to be a senior next year. What do I want? See, like I'm looking from this mm-hmm. and going, you, the mo- one of the most important things that I think you would ever want as a parent, because I'm in the season right now is to have a really good friend. I want to end up with a really good friend relationship with my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there are seasons. You can't yep. always be their friends. There are right. seasons where you got to be the yep. coach. There are seasons when you got to be the teacher. There are seasons where But at the end of the day, especially when you get older, how do I end up where it's like, man, they, we love to hang out. Mm-hmm. Let's go see a movie together. We want to get, you know, they love to be around us. 
So if I think about that, I want to start thinking about how I'm going to parent in regards to I want to end up where, you know, so, you know what I mean? And yes. it's hard to think that far ahead. Yes. So maybe you just think one season ahead. But so I think thinking with the end in mind, same thing. It's like if you want to, re- hey, I want to retire at 63 mm-hmm. or I want to be able to do this and I want to be able to travel when I'm 50s and I want to do this. Okay, then you need to start thinking, how do I position? So I love right. that when you said vision, mm-hmm. but I like to even say practically picture the end in mind yeah. and what do you want to do to get mm-hmm. there? I think that Good. was I think that was so golden. Um, I also like that you said ask I want to say wise, but even if they're not, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Ask a lot of questions. Ask why. I mean, how do you get wise answers? Ask wise questions. But I think even dumb questions are fine if you're asking the right people. Yep. So I, I think one of the things you also said on there, and we we mentioned this, seek out counsel. Mm-hmm. I, I think it takes humility to do that yeah. today. Yep. Um, who are you, who is in your life? If you're if you're young and you're like wanting to parent and you got questions about that, find another couple who's parented mm-hmm. and say, can we? Can we go grab lunch sometime? You know, mm-hmm. can I come? You know, mm-hmm. and I want to pick your brain about what you guys have done and how have you handled these mm-hmm. kind of situations. I think it's pride that gets in the way of asking yeah. wise yeah. people financially. Mm-hmm. Go to a fine. I put off. Let me just say this. I put off for years, years. Um, I shared this with our church once. I put off for years um, having a conversation with a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, I it just made me almost like nauseous to think about retirement. I mean, I was mm-hmm. I've been saving. I've been putting money away in retirement as I'm getting older. I've been doing all that. But there was money that I just had sitting out there from previous job. I didn't whatever. Mm-hmm. I went and finally met with one last year. And it was like, you need to move that movie yeah. money over out of this and there. I was just like, I should? Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, and I never asked. But you, you know what, though? Sorry. 14 not, years went by. Yeah. But you know what's so and crazy? And I shared with their church, like, how much money that might end up becoming having enough time that I, I could end up have lost Mm-hmm. just not adding any more right. money to it, just yeah. moving it. it. There's the potential that I could have lost a million dollars. You know what I think so cool is I, I think, I think it's, sorry, one last, one last thoughts, but in this, this may sound ethereal, but I just think it's really important. You learned from that moment, but you also probably learned even more by listening to how he thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and one of the things that I, yeah. I, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago, I, I feel like um, knowledge is taught, but wisdom is caught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think wisdom is actually yeah. more of an essence that's imparted. Yeah. Like when I when yeah. I think about any times that I am hopefully operating in wisdom, I think back yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm subconsciously doing what past mentors and pastors, I've I done. saw them do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like at the end of, uh, what's the book? Uh, is, it, is it Deuteronomy or Joshua? Or is it, at the end of Deuteronomy, it says that, um, that Joshua, when the baton was passed from Moses to Joshua, it says, and Josh, uh, Moses laid hands yeah. on Joshua, yeah. and the spirit of wisdom mm-hmm. came on him. Yeah. And, and really, whether it's a physical laying on of hands, true wisdom is, is more of an essence that's imparted. It's imparted. imparted. It's imparted. Where knowledge is information that's received. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good. What I was going to say, and you did a lot of great things when you talked about practically how you can gain wisdom, but especially uh, someone who's a little younger, who still has probably more of their leadership journey ahead of them than what's behind me. I think for me, just shutting up and observing. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. I step into a situation, hey, yeah, who good. are the people around me mm-hmm. that I know are wiser, yeah. who I know um, have more to offer? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm doubting what I have or what I have to offer, but in a moment, understanding my place and time and saying, okay, now is my time to be quiet and to listen, and mm-hmm. to watch, and observe. Yeah. And it's not really an age thing, because I think no matter how old you get, like yeah. there's still people yeah. you can sure. observe and do Absolutely. that. But right. I think it's probably a little bit maybe more important the younger you are as you're listening to this. And I just think 
you know, that's another practical way. I, I find people in my life who are, I look at and admire and say, man, there's something about them yeah. that I like, or there's something about them that I, I desire to have in my life. Model. And so, and so yeah. I want to model my life yes. after them. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just watch. I think there's observe. nothing wrong with that. Well, I think, I agree. I think it has nothing to do with the age. I think we always have room to grow no matter how old we yeah. are. And, yeah. and so, I'm, in fact, even, I mean, it won't be when this episode comes out, but even this weekend, I'm going to be gone, going to, a, with a group of other uh, senior pastors from all over the country coming together literally to share ideas to learn from each other. And so, you know, it's like I want to continue to make investments like that in my life and my journey because I can learn from anybody and other people. And hopefully that makes me a better leader. Hopefully Mm -hmm. I become a better person. But, uh, you know, I I think, again, all all of these these things are great, but I just am reminded what, what Jesus said where he, none of Having all of the right answers means nothing mm-hmm. if you don't actually apply it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. parable I love, yeah. I love the parable yeah. of the wise builder and the foolish builder. And mm-hmm. the foolish builder builds his house on sand and the wise builder builds it on a rock. And, and, and the whole essence of that is he said, the person who hears what I'm saying and puts it into practice, practice. is yeah. like the wise builder. Yeah, that's good. And that they both had houses that look very similar. It wasn't until a future storm came mm-hmm. that you found out who was wise. Mm-hmm. So how and, do you become wise? You pursue wisdom, and then you practice wisdom. You practice it. Practice and you have to practice it in a very practical way. You mm-hmm. have to make some decisions mm-hmm. that might be challenging mm-hmm. in life to make. You have to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to learn from others. Mm-hmm. Hey, great question. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before is power of feedback. Ask the people yeah. around you to speak into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, do, you have a what mentor? do you see that concerns you? How about this? Do you have a mentor? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have somebody you right. look up to? Do you have someone you respect, you, you know, that you're asked and that you can share? Hey, I, I mean, I, and it doesn't even have to be like, I've sent you a text this week. I'm like, I don't know how I want to respond to this person because here's how I emotionally feel. What do you think I should do? Because this is what I want to do. You did yeah, I probably would. Pro- I sent that to two people. Mm-hmm. I sent it to someone older than me, too. And I sent it to you. Both had the same answer. I'm like, okay, that's probably what I need mm-hmm. to do. But, but what was I doing? In that moment, as I think back, I was trying not to respond out of emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to. There's things oh. I wanted to say out of emotion. I wrote you a long book. I said, I need some advice. And I said, it was really long text. I wrote it out. And it was just because I knew in that moment, I, I just, I don't know what yeah. it is, but as I get a little bit older, I'm starting to really identify. Mm-hmm. And I don't think when I'm younger, I think I would have, I think I would have classified something in passion. I would have thought I was always right. Mm-hmm. And you can be right about something and then be completely wrong, wrong in how approach. you go about do it, and you yeah. destroy. So I've done destroy that so many times. So not not to drag it out, but you just brought up something that's. An, uh, uh, I think when you're surrounding yourself with wise people, I think three things you need. We need three areas um, to apply that wisdom. Number one is just in general, surround yourself with wise people, and you'll yeah. become wise. Yeah. Number two, big decisions in life. Yeah, mm-hmm. safety's found in the multitude of counselors. But also, what you just said is, I think. In life, when things are when emotion yeah. is high, yeah. yeah, that is a yes, really yes, great yes, time. Really because time. I told you almost similar to you, but I, I think I told you this morning. I, I I had a um, I had a situation where I was about to send somebody a long text. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I you did the same thing. You texted <laughs> yeah. a friend and, and, and I, I had like, a friend, bro. I said, hey, I'm about to send this, and he said, No, 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 you're not. And then a few days later, I was like, Oh God, I'm glad. See, see, regret, regret would have been just. Following the passion of the moment, mm-hmm. regret would have been a. I, I do think that if we, we'll just wrap this up. But I do think that the majority 
And I mean, you could probably, I'm not saying all, but I would bet 80 to 90% of our regrets in life mm-hmm. are attached to allowing our emotions to lead us. Yeah. yeah. In every area, in every area, financial, relationally, everything. It's we made a decision compulsively. We made a decision because of emotion, out of emotion. We didn't stop. We didn't think. Mm -hmm. I would bet almost, I bet it's as high as 90%. And I think that's why that the power of that question to go back to is is the simplicity and clarity of the question, what's the wise thing to do? Because that, the phrasing of that question takes out emotion. Yeah. Because if, maybe say it this way. If I don't ask myself intentionally what's the wise thing to do, what I'm going to subtly, um, subconsciously ask myself is what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. But if and I, you'll convince yourself. But, mm-hmm. if I, but, but if I can make myself get in the pattern of what's the wise thing to do, yeah. that makes me ask a different question, and it kind of clarifies. It's like, okay, that, that, that makes me put my emotions and everything I'm feeling on a different table. Yeah. And it almost gives me this objective, hopefully objective place to be like, okay. If I wasn't so angry, mm-hmm. if right. my flesh wasn't so tempted, yeah. if I wasn't so, what's, mm-hmm. what am I going to? I love Donna Miller calls it the one-year test, too. This has helped me in situations. Yeah. Uh, I heard him say 10 years ago um, in some blog article that sometimes when he's in a really complex situation, he asks himself, a year from now, how will I be proud that I handled this? Mm-hmm. And he says usually if he can approach any situation with both kindness and strength, then he'll be proud of himself a year later. Mm. Wow. That's, That's good. good. My dad always had a three-day test with buying stuff. Mm. If I want to mm. buy something yep. that I really want, it's kind of expensive. I think he, like, for himself sets it's like, oh, if it's over $100 or if it's over whatever. If yeah. I want to buy something that's really expensive I really want, I wait, make myself wait three days. Mm. Do I, just, you're just trying to avoid right. the impulsive decision right. that you're going to regret later. Right. Mm. And so, yeah, again, I think that that's just wisdom. Apply, yeah. but... Again, at the end of the day, none of these things that we're talking about matter if you don't actually put it to work in right. your life. And that yeah. is so hard to do. Uh, yeah. That is hard. It's easy I, to talk about. It is. It is. And you know what I try to encourage people with is um, you know, something you really want. I, t- I said this years ago in a message I was talking about finances, actually, um, when it comes to saving and, and debt. is um, I, I, I said the phrase this way. It's not no. It's not now. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. It's not no. Mm-hmm. If you could tell yourself, the thing I really want, the thing I want to do, the thing I want it's not that I'm telling myself, no, you can't have it, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's not now. Mm-hmm. It's not right now. That's good. At some point I'm going to. So I'm going to save for it. I'm going to, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. whatever. So that's good. Hopefully this is, yeah. I don't know, hopefully this has been helpful for anybody mm-hmm. that's listening or watching this that all I know is I think all of us want to get to the point in our life we get a little bit older that we look back. We're all going to have some regrets. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to be, have a life filled with regret so yeah. much that, I, you know, especially in the things that matter. Yeah. yeah, I want to live well. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Wisdom is well. what? Wisdom is, is the skill of how to live well. The skill yeah, of to living well. well. To living well. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That is really and good. And a couple great things you can take with you. I, again, for if you're wondering what the quote was, he said from Andy Stanley, it's so good. In light of my past experiences, experiences or even says past mistakes, I can't yeah. remember. And in light, in light of my, of my future, future hopes and dreams, dreams what, is what is the wise thing to do? He and calls so that the best question ever. <laughs> it really is because you're asking that question. What have I screwed up in the past? Mm-hmm. What have I what have I regretted because of my past? Where do I really want to end no. up based on that? That's what I want to do. So not the yeah. and so I even love it because I think he even says we often ask what's the right thing to do. We should be asking what's the wise, wise thing, thing to do. Because even the right thing done wrong is wrong. It's mm-hmm. wrong. So, anyways, well, we hope this has been helpful of a conversation and thank you for joining with us today. We'd love for you to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever platform and Leave a comment or send us an email to podcast at the X dot church. And so thank you guys for yeah. coming. Thanks you for guys are both wise. 
I learn from you guys all the time. So thank you. You too. And you know what? I appreciate that. This conversation makes me want to live better. That's it. It does. I want to live better. I want to make better. So make better choices. That's how we're leaving it today. Make better choices. Until next time, we'll see you. Have a great week.